tale of the tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan. Let's get it all! What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. We are going over Bellator 299 in Dublin, Ireland, coming up this weekend. It's going to be an awesome card. Yeah. Um, Super excited. Levon Chokli and Sabah Hamasi. Um, Chokli's 12 and 2. Hamasi's more seasoned fighter coming in at 17 and 11. Yeah, Sabah Hamasi's tough, man. He, he trains out of ATT, um, has a lot of experience. Um, his last fight, we knew it was going to be a banger. He went out and f- he had a fight with Brennan Ward. Yep. And uh, I think he was winning the fight. And then he threw something and was spinning, kind of like a not to bash or whatever on Josh Thompson. But Josh Thompson once went to throw a spinning backfist and Eves Edwards kicked him in the head. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Uh, he went to spin and got kicked in the head and then got TKO'd on the ground. It was, uh, he was real bloody. It was a, you know, a Brennan Ward fight. Yes. But Sabahamasi fights kind of the same way. Um, Sabahamasi, before that, he'd had two wins and then two losses and then and then four wins. So he's kind of a streaky fighter. Yeah. Um, and he's coming off of a loss. What he, type of fight does this look like to you? I mean, he's tough. He's a tough guy. Um, he He's a hothead. He kind of he got into a fight at the weigh-ins on one of our Mohegan Sun cards with somebody. I forget who it was. But... Uh, yeah, he's he's a tough guy. He comes out. I believe he fights out of ATT because um, he's a guy that was with Poirier, Mike Brown, and uh, Thiago Alves when I was there, and I got that picture with them a long time yes. ago. And yeah, but that's who they were there for. So um, I, I'm actually gonna Levon Chokli is 12 and two, and uh, out of Georgia, the country, the country, and I am going to go with him. So what what advantages he bring in I just think he's he's a he's got better wrestling for sure okay um he's Russian even though he's from Georgia we've talked about this guy before yeah <laughs> he's really tough and uh yeah he just he has I feel like he's got a better fight IQ than uh Saba Hamasi does Saba Hamasi's tough right he's a really you know very gritty tough fighter wants to get in your face and and bang but I just think that uh, Levon will be able to kind of dictate, you know, a little more of the fight and keep him calm down his opponent a little bit. Is this a step up for uh, Chokley? Yeah, yeah, experience-wise for sure it is as well. Kind of can't even remember who his last uh, fight. Uh, Michael Lombardo and Roman Feraldo were his so, last two. Wins. So Roman Feraldo is very tough. Uh, Lombardo also, they're both both those guys are very tough. And then he has a submission loss to Goichi Yamauchi, who's a stud. Yeah. Um, he, I th- God, who did he? he Neiman Gracie, I think. Um, Goichi had a decision, or no, not a decision, uh, a knockout loss or something, I forget. One of those two. Um, That's go- I'm going that back a ways. I don't see Gracie on Goichi's. No resume. Who? Michael Page. Oh no, I'm sorry, Neiman Gracie. You're right. He did was, right. Yeah. Um, no, it, was, it shouldn't uh, be that long ago. It, no, it wasn't. It was. Uh, it was actually um, just last August of 2022. Okay. And who won? Um, Gracie did. Put him down. Up, uppercut punches. Yeah. Yep. Losing the fight up until that point, and then just threw a freaking hail mary uppercut, and that was a wrap. Um, 
but but again, I, I think this guy is uh, he's fought very good guys. He's tough. He's he's a finisher, and I just feel like he's going to get the win. Uh, do you see this going deep? No, no, I do not. Okay, um, deep like second round. Okay, so not very deep then. No. Okay. Shane Cavanaugh and Sarah Collins. She made fights out of Dublin, out of Ireland. Um, She was on, I think, our original Bellator card. Uh, She's tough. She's tough. She she was fighting uh, Julia Budd on a title fight when we first signed with Bellator. And uh, I forget how that fight, she lost, but I forget how it went. Probably... uh, I'm looking up to see Cavanaugh here. I don't see her actually fighting Julia but maybe it was Olga Rubin because Olga Rubin fought Julia yeah that's what happened okay um she she's tough she's out of again she's out of uh SBG and the other girls 4-0 out of Australia should be a competitive fight I'm looking at Kavanaugh's resume she's got a loss to Cyborg um that's okay then that was quick (laughs) um and then she's got wins over Leah McCourt and Janae Harding. Right. Which are sol- those are solid wins. Leah McCourt definitely is. Uh, Janae was eight and five. It was a unanimous decision that happened February of this year. Sarah Collins only has one fight in Bellator, but she beat Pam Sorensen by submission. Okay. Pam's also very tough. That was uh when was that March of this year, March thirty first of this year. Um, fighting styles. What, what do you know about Sarah Collins' fighting style? Well, she won by submission. That's the only time I've seen her fight was when she fought in Bellator. Okay. Uh, and she only has one fight. Sinead fights um, a little bit. She's a, she's, a, she's a banger. She got decision, decision, KO, decision, TKO, decision, TKO, TKO. You know, she's uh, zero subs. <laughs> okay. So, so we'll see how, you know, that, that match might match up perfectly for the striker versus grappler type of fight yeah yeah absolutely um so yeah most of her wins are coming by decision actually she's got five wins by decision versus four by by strikes right um and like you said uh but she also has not been submitted right is that just a fight style that she's keeping it on the feet and not putting herself in that position yeah most likely yeah for sure that so that's not necessarily saying anything about her defense on the ground right no i mean more about the way she the might not goes. even be on the ground it's hard okay. to tell you know and she's winning by tko that could be strikes you know on top or it could yeah. be strikes on the feet winning sure. by tko sure who are you going with um i'm gonna go with sarah collins no okay. actually 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 sorry i forgot that they're fighting in dublin oh yeah that that matters I, it does it, it could be anyone else fighting at home, but fighting in Dublin. I'm going to go ahead and go with Sinead. Sinead is, is that uh, as bad Kavanaugh. as fighting in Japan? Oh yeah, I just mean the fans are so crazy okay. for their for the their so fighters. Not the judges. It's, no, no, it's, no. It's, I just think the atmosphere alone is going to be a lot for Sarah Collins okay. to deal with. I I think we've t- I've asked you this before, but Sarah Collins is fighting out of Australia. It looks like right from Australia to Dublin. It's a long way. Sure. That's your, I mean, you're probably a legit 12 hours. I mean, yeah. you're t- completely flipped. Yeah. Does that make a difference for the fighter? Oh, 100%. The okay. time zone change is rough on your yeah. sleep. You know, yeah. I don't know that I ever got more than two or three hours of sleep at a time when I was in Japan. Yeah. It's very difficult. 
Um, so yeah, it definitely plays okay. a, a, a part. So because of the home cage advantage, you're yep. going with Sinead here. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Mads Burnell, Daniel Veitchel. This is one that, that we've talked about. Veitchel's a warrior, 42 and 14, fighting out of Germany. Um, this guy's just a stud. Uh, looks like he's coming in out of the blue corner against yeah. Mads Burnell, who's 17 and 5, um, and he's fighting out of Extreme Couture. Right. In Denmark. So, a cool bit of news Lucas just fought. And he is literally the only, besides number one and number two, which is Pitbull and Borix, Yeah. the rest of the roster is fighting in the next two events. Okay. Number three, four, five, six, seven, nine, and ten are all fighting. We're tied for seventh with uh, Jeremy Kennedy. Okay. I'm sorry, not Jeremy Kennedy. Uh, Justin Gonzalez. Yeah. And Justin Gonzalez is fighting someone, I forget who, the, the lineups are crazy right now. But uh, one of, he's fighting someone behind us. And uh, so Kai Kamaka is outside the rankings now. He, he was in and then got bumped out. Okay. And so he's fighting number 10, who is... Um, Kai didn't lose, though, right? No, that no. Just, It was just a shuffle. And yeah, he there was, was a bunch of chaos that went on in our division uh, just recently with, with uh, fights that, you know, um, a bunch of guys in our division fought. And then someone got bumped into our rankings... And it bumped him out, and the, oh, then instead of making a seven and eight, they tied us and Justin Gonzalez for seven. Yeah, there's no eight, and then nine, ten, and Kai got bumped out. Uh, <clears throat> which so, is hard because you know Kai, you know his. He's family. fighting Henry Corrales. Okay, Henry Corrales. I was saying that Henry and and Kai should be ranked. Yeah, you know if Lucas is ranked. Yeah, and the next event they were both ranked nine and ten, mm. and then something happened. I forget who who came into the rankings. And it bumped Kai out. He was there for like a week. And I was like, oh, God, you know. Um, <laughs> but but Borix is a four or five, and he's fighting um, Vital, who is number nine. And then um, mm. Borix is fighting who? Daniel Vital. Because we got I'm Burnell. sorry, not Borix. Mads. Okay, Mads Burnell. Mads okay. is four or five, and he's fighting Vital, who is, who is uh, number nine. And then uh, where, where are the rankings? I, I had them pulled. Oh, right here. Hold on. So, here we go. Henry Corrales is fighting is fighting uh, Kai Kamaka. Vichel is fighting number four, Mads Burnell. Pedro Carvalho, number five, is fighting number three, Aaron Pico. Teamer, number six, is fighting Justin Gonzalez, number seven. <laughs> like that, that's going to cause chaos in our yes, it is. in our division. And really, the only one that should move us anywhere is if Justin Gonzalez beats Teamer, he'll he'll become six. And Teamer might bump us to eight from being tied at seven. No one's going to jump in front of us because Vichel, Vichel's the only one that could get in front of us yeah. by fighting Mads, and I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. I think Mads beats him all day. Okay. Um, Henry Corrales and Kai could flip-flop, you know, at 10 and outside of the rankings. Yeah. But but no one's really going to move us anywhere but make us a solid eight instead of seven. Okay. So that's cool. Um, worst news is all of these fights are happening yeah because something is happening and and they're trying to squeeze everybody's get 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 everyone's fights in yeah um and and that's apparently going to be end of september uh early october and they're talking about november 
card being the last one. The three. It was supposed to be December, and no, three hundred one. Three hundred one. It was supposed okay. to be December, where we would have been at three hundred two. December sixteenth was the plan, and I don't know that that's going to happen. Our camp was supposed to fight this Sunday or start this Sunday, so we'll see. Uh, are you waiting to hear something official? No, or? unfortunately, we have to start. Yeah. Because if we are st- we don't start, and they decide to do it, yeah, we're late, and behind. that's a problem. So yeah. I'd rather be in camp for a couple weeks, um, for no reason than to Could not be in late. camp and show up late. Yeah. You got you got the whiteboard that's got to get filled out exactly Correct. how it goes, and, and if it doesn't go that way, then right. So, um, so I'm going Mads Brunel on this. Um, what is it about? I mean, Vichel's record, his, he, I mean, this guy's a warrior. What is it about Mads that you like that you like over Vichel? First of all, I like Mads Brunel. Okay. Um, second, I, I think that he's got better ground skills for sure. Okay. Um, Vichel surprised me when he fought Teamer. He, he was getting beat close, but getting beat on the feet. Got a takedown, the first takedown of the fight in the third round. Excuse me. In the third round. And he... Is all over him for 30 seconds, and they get back to the feet, and he never takes him down again for the rest of the round, lose the decision. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, he has a lot of experience. Obviously, what's he got? 14 losses, but 42 wins. 42 like, wins. Tons of experience. Mads has been calling him out. Like Mads is in four. He's number nine, and it wasn't Vital calling out Mads. It was Mads calling out Vital? They got he, they got he, beef. Yeah, and he wants to show him who's the king of. They're they're both from over. Mads is in Denmark or Sweden, I think. Yeah, Denmark. Has Denmark. Been. And uh, the other guys, I, I forget where Vigil's from, Germany or something, but they've got... Uh, yep, that's right, Germany. So yeah. they've got the, they've the got EU beef. that they're kind yeah. of... Is that He wants to be the king, <laughs> and, and I'm going with Mads. Um, Vigil's coming in with 22 submissions. Yeah. That's, that's significant. He does, he does have a lot of... I said better ground for Mads. You know, uh, I, I'm a, a fan of Mads Burnell. And I obviously respect Vital what he's done, you know, the amount of experience he has, the fights he's got, the wins he's got. But um, there's no way I'm gonna bet against him. From a layman's, from a casual perspective, is this a boring fight because no, it's on the ground? No. Is there gonna be? A- it, it might not be on the ground. They both okay. have great striking too. Okay. Because I'm looking. Mads has only got one. He's one and one on fights that end by strikes. So he's only had two fights end. Um, via strikes, and then you look at Vichel, and, and I'm sure it's going to be quite different. He had a very Six good and, and close fight with uh, Borix. Was ripping his body, had great body shots, um, lost a, a decision, but uh, I can't remember if I thought he won the fight or not. That was Mads? Yeah. Had, okay. Mads and, and uh, Adam Borix. Yep. And um, I can't remember if I thought he won the fight or not, be, but... He's he's awesome. He's a great fighter. And do you see that being the key to the fight? Investing in the body is that is, I mean, I know that's kind of a little. Yeah, but I I also think he he has to be careful on the feet as well. Vital definitely can strike. You know, he, he's got good striking, but um, I don't know what his striking finishing rate is. Uh, Matt, you tell me. No, Vital. Oh, Vital. Um, I think yeah, he's uh, so. He's got six wins versus five losses, so he's only got six six out of his forty-two wins. Okay, and then thirty-something or twenty-something subs. Twenty-two subs and fourteen wins by decision. Yeah, that's gonna be an interesting fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I know you like Mads. I'm not. I do. I, my uh, hard to bet against Daniel Weichel, right? Looking at it, but uh, 
I'm going to. Okay. Okay, well, I like it. You've you've never been one to shy away from from going out on. Mads just bit. beat Justin Justin Gonzalez handily. Um, his wrestling looked good. His ground looked good. Yeah, that win against Justin Gonzalez was a unanimous decision. Yeah. Just uh, just in April of this year, um, and he looked good doing it. Is that very good? Dominated him. All right, got you down for uh, for Mads Burnell on this. Cool. Co-main, Aaron Pico, Pedro Carvalho. I uh, think this is a one-sided, brutal beatdown. By Pico. Pico. He's just yeah, I don't think Pedro over. Carvalho stands a chance in this fight. Um, Pedro's a guy, one of the guys who, who, who in the rankings who we would like to fight. Okay. I was know? just, yeah, these, to, to your point, this is, well, I was going to say it's the third 45 fights that we've called, but... Um, Sir Collins and Shane Cavanaugh doesn't count. So. Right. And there's there's three, I think, three or four on the prelims as well at 45. Yeah. Unranked guys. Kieran yep. Clark, another guy we want to fight. Azul something. Draw uh, Kelly. Uh, Geely Ziegers. I don't, these are unranked guys that First are 45. Fight, I think. Uh, yeah. Asale and yeah. Hassan. Asale. Azuj. Azuj. Yep. We want to f- I'd love to fight that guy. He's out of SBG, but he's not from Ireland. He's from somewhere else, but... France or something. I don't know. And then you've got uh, Dagestani. They're opening up uh, the early, early prelim. Kassan, like as you mentioned, and uh, um, he's a 35er. No, no, they're listed at 45. Kassan is Magomed Sherpov. Sherpov. Yeah. So he is a beats brother, and they hit me up to ask Ty to fight him on short notice, and I was like, <laughs> absolutely not. Like, come on, Ty's on a uh, six-fight win streak. You know, I was like. Uh, we're not going to throw him in on short notice against that guy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he – I thought he was a 35er, I guess. I, That's weird. I don't know if he went up. It also could be – could be this. Well, they got a – it might be fighting at a catch weight because uh, the fight was on short notice. Okay. Because I'm going to look on the website. It has him – oh, He's a 55er, and his opponent is a 45er. So, he's so I wonder if down. he's coming down to 45, and that's but but still ties a ties yeah. a 35er. Okay. Anyway, uh, Pico's gonna. Yeah, do, I think. Does Carvalho last the fight? Does he make it out of the fight? The only reason he would is because Pico fights a little bit sm- a lot smarter now. Um, he wrestles a lot more. His ground and pound is brutal. His striking is brutal. Um, if he decides to wrestle him more, I guess it could last, but I'm going to go with no. He he knocks him out. Seven out of uh, Pico's 11 wins come by way of strikes. Yeah. Um, he's got two subs, and he's got he's 2-0 and in decision, so if it goes that far, he seems to do well there. Yeah. Um, and, of course, he's only got he's only got the three losses. And just looking at him. three losses were early. He's on a Uh, a hell of a streak now. Jeremy Kennedy, so he's... I don't count count that. You got... You what? I don't count the Jeremy Kennedy. It's when he dislocated his shoulder right on the first first 10 seconds of the fight. Yep. Um, That's right. I'm not saying Jeremy can't beat him or Aaron can't beat him, but I I, I don't count that fight as a... That was the one where they were trying to... It happened right at the beginning of round one. He literally fought for the entire five minutes with his shoulder out. 
trying to fight and he was trying to put it on himself. Then they went back to the corner and he and yanked on it and like brutal. Oh, and um, I remember that. So yeah, that that uh, yeah, I, I don't count that fight. Not as a win or a loss. I just as a wash That's, to me. Yeah, he's still on a win streak in, in my book. So Adam Borix and Henry Corrales are yeah. his two losses early in his yeah. career, and then Zach Freeman when he was zero and zero. Yeah, what was Zach Freeman's record? Uh, let me look. I think it was early. Ten. Um, oh, at the time. Yeah. It'll say. Right next to his name when he fought Pico. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm looking right here, man. I don't. Oh, uh, he was uh, eight and two. Eight and two at the time. So that's yeah, a big fight for an O and O to come yeah. in and pick an eight and two guy. That's they came in a little overzealous and yeah, that that's a big fight. Yeah. Main event, Johnny Eblen and Fabian Edwards. Eblen's coming in at a straight thirteen and O. Guys looked dominant, monster, dominant monster. The, all the way through. Um, Fabian Edwards is is twelve and two. Um, you look at Johnny's Johnny's resume. Um, you know, Tokov, Gegard Mousasi. We talked about that. John Salter. I mean, this guy, this guy is just looking dominant. Spent some time. We were talking about it before the podcast. Coaching on, on tough, yeah. um, smart, high fight IQ, all the athletic ability in the world. Um, he's he's a monster. Fabian Edwards is uh, Leon Edwards' brother. Okay. Who's the UFC 170 champ. Yep. Um, they're both coming off. Gegard and Musasi wins. Uh, this guy beat Charlie Ward, Leota Machida. Lost to Austin Vanderfort, who is the, the training partner of Eblen. Lost to Costello Van Stinas, Beat Michael Shipman. You know, he had a, he had a few good wins. And uh, a couple of losses to guys that I think Johnny Eblen runs through. Um, you said that Eblen trains with Austin. Is yeah, that right? He's one of the three guys that were undefeated out of ATT. Yes. They were all yep, in the same. That. So MMA math says that if Eblen is better than Austin and he lost to Austin, then that means that he's also going to lose to Eblen. Right. Is, MMA math doesn't always add up. <laughs> it but, sure doesn't. Uh, did we even have we even done one of these since Lucas's fight? We have not. We didn't. No. Didn't even get to talk about that. No. How we, disappointing. Bullpit on travel. Um, um, yeah. So, it, yeah, it's been a while. Um, the Austin Vanderford got beat by Gegard Mousasi in about a, thirty seconds. Um, I think I think Johnny Eblen beats Fabian Edwards pretty handily. If he wrestles him, it's a no no brainer. If he strikes with him, he struck with he struck with Gegard Mousasi. Yeah, you know a lot. He he hit him hard a lot, hurt him a lot. Um, I think he's I think he's uh, the real deal at that weight class. And a lot of people, even guys like Strickland and other guys that train that fight in UFC, talk about him uh, about him being the guy. Well, and you look at what Edwards has done. You know, when Edwards came up and when he bought, when he beat Kamaru, nobody gave him that chance. Right. In fact, he was he was losing for four minutes and or for four rounds and in, right. in four minutes and change. Yeah, wild. Um, but now he's on a tear, and Edwards looks fantastic. Do you see his brother? Because his does his brother have that in him? He's good, man. But I I just I don't see him beating Johnny Eblen. He, he can beat a lot of good guys, but I just don't think that's one of them. Yeah. Uh, what's what's he coming in ranked right now? Stylistically, it's a tough matchup. 
Um, Do you have that that ranking? Up? I can pull it back up. Oh, actually, I might, I might have it here. Johnny Evelyn. Oh, he's ranked number one. Oh, Evelyn's a champ. I thought you were asking. No, no, uh, Fabian. Oh, Fabian's ranked number one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's ranked right behind. He's actually ranked above Musasi, Tokov, Aaron Jeffrey. Cool. So awesome. Do All right. You, do you want to take a second and talk about the fight with Luke? Yeah, we can do that for for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell us, tell <clears throat> us about the fight. Man, what a uh, what a roller coaster that night was. I, I I was I could go over like a million scenarios because the last round happened so many times in my head. Yeah. Slow. Um, that when so we're, we obviously lost the first two rounds. Second round was close. Uh, but but Luke was getting his calf eaten up. Yep. You know, uh, we we had fought a southpaw before him, and th that was the first time the calf, calf kick was really available to anybody. And Lucas uses it a lot as well, but uh, he he was able to take down, um, I forget the guy's name, oh, Josh San Diego, uh, easily, so it never came into play. We knew that Weber would, you know, would uh, try to kick at it. And not kick too high, not much to the body, just because worried about takedowns and whatnot. And so going into the third round, Luke's leg had got kicked, you know, 20 times. You know, and uh, <clears throat> I'm telling him, you, you got to get out there. You got to get on his neck one way or the other yep. and, and finish the fight. You got to finish this round or, you know, you'll lose the decision. I, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. He knew, you know. As, as the round is going on, we're two and a half minutes in three minutes in and now i'm having the conversation with lucas after the fight like yeah. how is this conversation gonna yeah. go i'm already playing that out right like <laughs> and 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 i'm watching at the same time and shouting out instructions and where i'm sitting the pole is right here okay and they rotate this way and for a split second they're behind the pole yeah and weber falls yeah i missed the knee but for the last 13 minutes i've been convinced not convinced but like uh i don't know learn, learning in my head that lucas is the one that should be falling right because he's losing okay so as he's falling i'm like oh who is that who is that and as he's landing and now i'm thinking did he slip right, how, how did he right. fall and then i see lucas flying through the air with this with monster hammer, hammer fist, fist and yeah. smash him and i'm like oh <laughs> and i jumped and there you can obviously see the video that yeah. bellator posted of of all of us i think in the you corner. did like a box jump onto yeah, the onto lift the, onto it and then austin just stands there with the greatest celebration of all time he goes oh it was great it was so cool it was great and then i watched the knee happen again and i'm like oh my god and i looked at austin i was like he refused to lose yeah like he refused to lose he was trying to win with 90 seconds left in the fight his leg got eaten up early on, and it was just and it was weird because I'm gonna give you two crazy, crazy scenarios that night. Right before we walked out, I said, Hey, don't let him start to get ahead on the calf kicks thinking that they don't hurt because they're gonna add up. So yeah. don't let him don't even let him yeah. and, and that's what happened. Yeah. You know? The other crazy thing is no bullshit. Thirty minutes before the fight, I bump into Jason Herzog and Jason goes, Hey, he goes, what's up? I said, not much. He goes, hey, Lucas is going to win by knockout tonight. And I go, what? He goes, Lucas is going to knock him out tonight. And I go, okay. Do you know my son? Yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, he knows him, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I walked away, and I go to Luke. I said, 
He goes, I go, Jason Herzog just goes, Luke's going to knock him out tonight. I said, don't get any crazy ideas, right. you know, because we wanted to sub him so bad. I said, but, but yeah, that's crazy, huh? And he goes, yeah, weird. Bro, as soon as my wits came about and I calmed down for a second, I turned around while I was in the cage and I'm like, where's Jason Herzog? Where is Jason Herzog? And he comes walking up to me later in the back and he's like, I told you. I told you. He goes, he goes, with two minutes left, I was sitting there trying to figure out, and, and Lucas is down two rounds, two yeah, and a half yeah, rounds. For sure. He goes, I was trying to figure out if he was going to do it with his hands or his feet. He goes, I wasn't thinking, oh, there's only two minutes left. It's not going to happen. He goes, I was trying to figure out how he was going to do it. That's how sure he was. And I was like, what a trip. That's amazing. Like, I'm and coming he, to find you for the next fight. And, <laughs> and he didn't do it with either. No, it's it me. Yeah, I mean, he said he said leg. It right. was it was part right. of his leg, but yeah, what a what a wild night, man! And then, you know, those calf kicks. You know, we, that's why we use them here a lot at the gym. And uh, Luke, three weeks. You know, three weeks. He was two weeks not training. Third week he was training a little bit. Now he's training, you know, full time and it's back so to normal. It, but it was kicks, deep, yeah. deep, deep. Yeah, I, we watched it live. My wife and I were watching it live, and all of a sudden Weber we. We kind of had the same reaction you did. We were looking, all of a sudden, there was a guy on the ground, and my wife is like, "What just happened?" And I'm like, right. "I don't know." And then I saw the same thing that, that almost Superman. It was such the hammer fist. So he hurt Delmer. Um, I forget who else. Two two people in here with it mm -hmm. it's off the exact same thing. Then backstage, he did it to me that whole week actually. Uh, I got kneed in the head multiple times off the exact same thing. And then that night, first round, he he did the exact same thing. As Weber breaks off, he lowers his head and, and backs out. And Luke threw it harder in the first round and hit him in the chest. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, oh, that was a good one. In the third round, the exact same thing happened. But I, I swear his knee went like this. Like it, yeah. it, it popped up like that. But as his head was coming down, it just caught him right under right the, chin the chin like that. And folded him, and, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It was incredible. And I, I still, you know, I look back and I was like, "How did he have the wherewithal to pull that off with a minute and a half left of a fight that he he had never lost a round? Right? We're we're yeah. going through yeah we're going through eleven fights now as a pro and amateur, and he hadn't lost anything at all, and he's down two and a half rounds. My stomach was in knots, and is still." looking for the way to finish the fight and a takedown and sub isn't going to happen in a minute and a half left yeah. we hadn't taken him down yet yep. most likely it's not going to happen now yep. you know and they had a, a brilliant game plan i talked to their coaches afterwards a brilliant game plan uh, on stopping the what lucas was typically going to takedown wise before that changed it up now but uh it was yeah they had a brilliant game plan weber is a, a phenomenal human being man it was what didn't he do after the fight yeah and we we came into the hotel and i was i was walking we were a little bit loud but as we got to the door and as the door opened he was he was right there and i went like that and then i walked in and went to talk to him i said man i said you make it very hard to celebrate <laughs> because you're so nice bro <laughs> and he's it, such a cool dude man and uh, I just hugged him. I was like, "You're you're you're phenomenal. You know, you're a great fighter, and and you're gonna obviously do a lot." But he kept telling Lucas, "You're gonna be the champion. You're gonna be the champion of the world. You're gonna be the champion." I was like, "Thank you, but yeah, wild, uh, awesome but story. Wild, what a wild night. Awesome story. It was great, great for great for Luke. Great to see you do that. Love, love the whole next gen 
yeah. corner just exploding when that happened. It was, it was so fantastic. Cool. It was awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week at the recap of Bellator 299 in Dublin, Ireland. It is all over. Just like that. <laughs>